Good afternoon. You're welcome to a Tree Talk special for myself and Matt O'Callaghan. We'll be looking at a huge weekend in the Limerick Hurling Championships. We're going to be talking through the senior, premier, intermediate, and intermediate hurling finals this weekend. So do stay tuned for all that and more. Impression the game, we get old with what you put into it. It's like a walk of life. If you're good enough, go out and get it, no more about it. Your mother sends you down to the shop for a pound's worth of goods and she gives you 50 pence. You can't get the pound's worth of goods, can you? Just about kept in. Oh, well, Shorty Buckley. To do that to Tomas O'Shea, he deserves to score from here. One of the highlights of the second game. Let me spend out there from the world court today. No more about it. They made all the run and that was it. Put the ball over the barrel, the back of it, and that's it. No ifs, no buts. Is there much time left? sympathy in this game for anybody. Good afternoon, Matt. How are things with you on, on this Wednesday, I suppose? A good Very week. good. Looking forward to what's a fantastic weekend. Um, tis, tis a pity, I suppose. Uh, they'll say we're always grumbling, but that, um, you know, it's so condensed like that we've three major finals in 24 hours. It's, you know, but it's, you, you know, what would we have given for it when we were in the middle of a lockdown, you know? Yeah, exactly. And um, we didn't know if we'd, we'd get there. But we got good news yesterday as well, I suppose. Well, relative good news with the government that um, full stadiums are coming back. So I think that's in place for the weekend that we we could potentially have a full house and get a crown. Now, that, that's not going to happen for club championship games. But restrictions are, le- are eased with county fines to look forward to. It just shows the growth of the country, I suppose, in the last six or eight months. Absolutely, but it, these numbers are are, um, are still slightly worrying. You know these these case numbers, and um, um, there was a bit of a surge in ICU overnight. And um, in my simple mind, I'm 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 adding two and two and all this, and I'm not getting four, like because um, I I cannot understand um, we proclaiming to the extent the efficacy of the vaccines and how successful they are and how um, how we're world leaders in terms of percentage of people vaccinated and and, and the numbers still scaling I, I i just i just don't get it you know i i, I have to say um but like it, it is it, it is worrying but i suppose um, what we are mainly concerned with um, in, in, in the GAN and sport in general, Jack, is that we're lucky in that we are an, out, an outdoor pursuit and that, that um, um, it, it is relatively much safer than, than in the inside. But you still wonder where all these cases are coming from, like that they're, they're, um, they're talking about two-thirds of the people in ICU and two-thirds of the people in hospital, they're, they're unvaccinated and... You know that that's all very fine, but a third of them, it's still there's still breakthrough cases. You know, so I, I I don't I don't know. I just hope that we're not facing into another more restrictions and another lockdown. You know, so you know I, we've we've got to live with this thing, and I suppose we've all got to be careful. And it's terribly important that everybody that goes to the Gaelic grounds on on Sunday and everybody that goes to Newcastle West on Saturday or indeed to any venue where there's games on over the weekend that they take the they, they take the necessary precautions. You know, the, the self responsibility and and um you know we 
comes very much into play at this stage. Like, basically, I think the powers that be are saying to us that from Friday, it's over to you, lads. You know, you, you look after it yourself. So, or you look after it yourself. So, we just got to wait and see. But look, um, to have three games at the weekend, like, is, is such a contrast. But to have the games that we've had, Jack, not just this weekend, but but you know, since 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 um since games resumed, it it has been absolutely fantastic. And if 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 anybody thinks that we're coming to the end of the line at this stage, they ain't seen anything yet because there is so many games to be still played at under twenty one level and and uh, other other competitions to be finished. Where we're heading in at at the weekend, we'll see the conclusion of the um divisional. Um, Junior B competitions. Um, they, they, they're finishing in the city tonight, um, and the south and and the, the west are, are are finishing on on um, Saturday, and these are already finished. So, um, come Saturday evening, the the lineup will will be completed for the quarterfinals of the Junior Bs. And uh, why am I saying that? Because that in itself is another step forward. Because we didn't have a Jonah B competition in 2020, yeah. So it it didn't go beyond the divisions, and the divisions, um, in some cases, didn't finish their competitions until this year. Um, they were delayed. So that in itself is progress. But look, we appeal to everybody just to take the necessary precautions for another couple of months. We we've, we've been through this now for 20 months almost. And like another couple of months, we may come out of it, um, you know. So it, it, it's a prize worth chasing. And um, like we, we know both sides of the coin now, Jack, and I'm not going to labor the point anymore. We know what it's like to be without games and we know what it's like to be with them. So let, let's go for the latter. Yeah, and one thing is for certain that we will definitely have the three games, the three hurling games this weekend, which will probably would take up the most of today's podcast. But um. The message stays the same, just stay safe and um, get out and support these games in outdoor arena sen- or sensibly and we'll all enjoy these because we've been to the Gaelic Crowns the last weekends, Matt, now and there's been great crowds there and there's been no negative reports coming out afterwards, which has been brilliant. And we'll start with the senior final, Matt. It's it's Limerick's showpiece event, um, Kilmallock versus Patrick's. Well, the first time they're going to play in a, in a county final for 29 years, which is mad really when you consider how, just how successful the teams have been in recent years. Uh, quarter to four on Sunday in the two scale of crowns. It's live on TG Cahar. And I suppose maybe we won't start talking about the teams individually, but overall they've had a very similar record, Matt, in the last 12, 18 months. Um, they both won both the group games last year, lost in the semi-finals this year, both lost their first game, won their second game back to the wall. In the quarterfinals, it looked like neither was going to progress, and they both did. And in the semi-finals, they were comprehensive, so like it really makes for an even, even match, Matt. It does, it does. It, 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 it's intriguing when you look back um, at, at, at their passage over the last 12 months and that, that their performance in the respective championships in 2020 and in 2021 to date. So, um, look, it, 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 there is very, very little separates them, but um, just, just an overall comment um, that it, it, it is surprising. Um, Kilmallock made the breakthrough in 1960 when they won the championship for the first time. Uh, Patrick's well won it for the first time in 1965. And in, in the 61 years 
Jack, since, since Kilmallock won it. These two clubs have won 31 titles between them. Patrick's well, 20, and 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 um, Kilmallock, 11. Like, that is more than one every other year, mm. which is absolutely f- phenomenal. And like when when you when you factor in then that this is the first final in almost thirty years since they have met in the final. So and if 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 you throw in Pat in, into the middle of Patrick's Wells record between nineteen sixty five and two thousand and three, they had won eighteen of those titles. Or sorry, um, eighteen of those titles. They then went a thirteen year lapse without a title. So it'll give you an idea of, of 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 what these these clubs have achieved, but but you're absolutely right. And um, after after the first rounds, um, you you know, first rounds are first rounds because if if you if you analyse the, the the defeat of the respective teams, Patrick's well played the entire first round match with fourteen players, which was a huge handicap. Still, only lost the hurling match by a point. You know, which I suppose that that there was a message in that if we were prepared to take it on board, um, then. But but of course, um, we all tend to get carried away by the underdog and and say that Doomsday has arrived, you know, at last, and all all that sort of thing. Take the Kilmallock game, going down the home stretch with three minutes left. Kilmallock were three points behind. They lost the game by ten. A late flurry by by Napierschik. Now the late flurry could have gone the other way just as easily, Jack. Mm. You know the game. The game was delicately poised. Now they came back, and and whilst Patrick's well experienced little or no difficulty in beating a hand, Kilmallock got played their get out of jail card and were damn lucky to beat the to beat Bally Brown. Yeah, you know it was it was. Like, uh, Bally Brown did everything but win the match. Yeah, and you know, I, I think it's not to go in there now, but it's kind of been a feature for um, Kilmallock this year that when the chips have been down, it's a lot of time it's been an individual that has stood up and grabbed grabbed the, the game by the neck. We'll say it was Michal Hulan against Bally Brown. It was yeah. a mixture of him and Oshin O'Reilly against South Liberties, and it was probably O'Reilly again last weekend. So yeah. we'll talk about Kilmallock so in, in depth, Matt. That. They haven't been at their best, but they have probably improved incrementally over the first few weekends. They were very poor out of the blocks against the Pearshig. They were slow against Barry Brown, but hit their stride let on. Against South Liberties, they were against a really strong South Liberties side. Like They were really put to the pin of, pin of their collar and they got through it. But against Dune, from start to finish, they were much the better team. So they will be delighted where they are coming into this game. They were, and and um, you, you, they, they did so, as you say, with 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 fellows stepping up to the plate, and and you you must remember uh, to this point of the competition, um, for various reasons we haven't seen. Um, the main reason being that he wasn't involved in the first two games. Um, we haven't seen the best of Graham Mulcahy. Mm. You know, and that's a secret weapon that Kilmallock carry into the in in into the final. Because I, I was just looking and at the, at the Kilmallock forward line, it's 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 a very potent forward line. Look, all all the um, the attention might be focused on on um, Michal Houlihan and and Oshin O'Reilly, but you must remember David Wolf 
chipped in with three very useful points in the semi-final very early on. Um, you have Graham Mulcahy. What about Kevin O'Mahony and Kevin O'Donnell? Yeah. Kevin, o Kevin O'Donnell, since he came back in, in, in with a starting um, uh, for a starting place, he was he he um, he missed part of the first two games. Like he he's he's back at his very best. It's been a revelation, absolutely a revelation. So, like it, it's a it's a very very potent Kilmallock forward line, and uh, you know we, we we've been talking through the campaign and we we've been talking about. Um, Particularly the, the the and I know we'll be talking about him in a minute. The Patrick's well full back line, you know, and that um, that the potential for weaknesses there, which by the way we haven't seen in the it hasn't manifested in the competition, you know. But um, you would have to say that they will probably be up against a very very like if, if Kilmallock go with the inside three that we think they will, and that they probably will, of Graham Mulcahy, um, Gavin O'Mahony, and Kevin O'Donnell. What a reservoir of experience between those three. You know, if yeah. there's anybody to exploit any weaknesses in there, they certainly will have the wherewithal to do it. So, but um, it, it's a very, very potent Kilmallock forward line. The question will be to ensure, of course, that, that, that they get the supply. And then yeah. that, that, that will mean um, uh, that, that a certain amount of responsibility will, will, will fall on the midfielders. Who have done very, very well, both are all Ireland medalists. Um, Adam Costello seems to have discovered a new freedom since 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 he came into midfield. And it, it, it is noticeable for those runs that he is making and finding space. And um Robbie Handley is just Robbie Handley, um, absolutely rock solid. So, like, right, you talk at the defense, Barry Hennessy is Barry Hennessy, fantastic goalkeeper. And but the question mark about the defence is, and um, how did they concede five goals against South Liberties? And the question is, why didn't Doon try and exploit it? It it didn't happen because they weren't in fairness in the semi final, Jack against uh, against Doon. They were never seriously tested, were they? Particularly no. in the first half, when any vulnerability um, before they would settle into the game. Should be there, but like them, I don't think Dune went looking for the fault lines, you know. Now I know Philip either, Matt, because I think Kilmallock just hit the ground running fairly quickly and were just so dominant. I don't, I think Dune probably weren't able to get enough ball to, to penetrate the defense. I think it works both ways that Kilmallock laid down a marker so early that Dune just couldn't get into their game and. Yeah, I suppose there was a bit of the mantra of um, attack is the best form of defence. Yeah, well, they, they certainly work from when, when they, yeah. they picked up four now, goals. Now, you have Philip O'Loughlin in the week telling us that, 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 that um, you know, that he considered that um, some of some of the South Liberty's goals were very well crafted when we put that point to him. And, of course, he's right. Um, mm. there, were, there was a couple of the Liberties goals like that. They, they were very, very well crafted. But you see, there's going to be a nagging doubt there um, when you have fellas like Keane Lynch and, and Am Galan. And we saw the kind of forum that the O'Briens are in at the moment. Mm -hmm. um, you know, they, 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 they're going to test that. There's, there's, there's no doubt about that. Yeah, we'll touch on Patch as well just in a minute. But just, on your, just talking about Kilmanic team as a whole, in defence, I suppose... Um, I think the kind of the younger lads have really stepped up, the likes of Liam English and Kieran O'Connor, 
And I think the O'Loughlin brothers, without Paddy, Mark and Philip, have really stood up as well. So there's kind of leaders all over that with, with Paddy O'Brien as well on the wing, has so much experience. But the role of Aaron Costello has been very intriguing, I think, this year um, in midfield. Now, he'd probably be named in the backs, but he's played predominantly in midfield. Between himself and Robbie Hanley, they offer a huge energy in the middle of midfield. And they'll probably have a role with Keane Lynch is probably going to drop into that area. So is Aaron Costello, would you want him on Aaron Galan? Or would you be happy to let someone like Dan Joy or Liam English pick him up and let him play well, in midfield? Yeah, I, 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 I think that, um, that, that Dan Joy was very, very good in the semi-final. Mm. Very good. You know, um, uh, like Dan Joy, we must not forget, is an All Ireland medal winner in 2017 yeah. at under 21 level. So, like he he has a lot to he has a lot to bring to the table. Like he missed the game through injury. Um, we saw him getting the knock. He came off, but I I think he came back better than ever. Like Kilmalik are spoiled in the number four shirt. Um, with the with the choice that they have between Dan Joy, which is probably his best position, and Adam Costello. So I I honestly think that they're 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 going to go. I think the energy that that Adam Costello brings and the work rate that he brings around the centre will be very very would probably be more important in curtailing an area in which um, uh, Keane Lynch is likely to inhabit during the game. Um, and that that Dan Joy will will will, will probably pick up Aaron Galan. Yeah, there's there's fascinating matchups, and while we're on about matchups, we might as well move on to the Patrick Wells side. And I suppose starting goals with Brian Murray, I suppose he deserves a mention by himself because he has been outstanding. And if it weren't for his his block on Mark Connolly in the quarterfinal, Patrick wouldn't be here. No, no, it it, it was an absolutely fantastic save, and. Um, he had a couple of very good saves as well against Napierschig at, at 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 important junctures in the game. Like he's a goalkeeper for the ages. He he just is. He just seems to go on and go on and go on. And he, he he's, he's Brian Murray is like old wine. He's getting he's getting better with age. Jack, are you into wine? Are you? I wouldn't drink any wine now myself. I'm, mm. I'm more a fan of Pepsi or something like that. But uh, yeah, Brian Murray has been. Incredible. Oh, sure. he, he's he, 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 but he's the epitome of consistency over the years, and, and like, you know, what a what a voice and 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 what a stalwart to have behind your defence. Like it's it's um, you know, it's it, it's one for the ages, really. You know. Yeah, and on that defence, then they've been they've been much maligned, and I suppose it's not really a reason for it, especially this year. And they're looking their performances, but the six that line that will probably line out will. Sean O'Brien, Nigel Foley, and John Flynn, the full back line, and then with Tom Nolan, Dermot Burns, anchoring it at six, and then Josh Considine. Now that half back line speaks for itself. And the full back line have have, as we said, come under much scrutiny, but they've really stuck to the test. Now they will probably get their hardest test um this weekend, even though they played in the Pierce or even though they they played Dune in the last round with, with all the forwards they have. They did so well on Dune. And I I suppose the role of Philip O'Loughlin and Isle of English kind of summed it up that he scored two points from play, and I don't know if, if Adam scored from play at all. Mm. If Kilmallock needs to get on the front foot straight away, trying, or sorry, we're talking about um, Patrick Swell here. Sorry, I got mixed yes. up there. They need to look at the likes of Mial Houlihan and Oshin O'Reilly to stop them get going because they're really streaky players. If they can get a run on you and get scoring, they'll they'll go to town. So for Patrick Swell and Kilmallock, I suppose, it's about the defence getting on top straight away. 
Yeah, they'll probably they, they they they'll probably have learned from the semi-final against Dune, and I, I'm sure they'll probably have watched it back and will ensure um, that the space that was that was allowed with Dune sitting back um, will not be allowed on this occasion. Because, like, if you give Oshin O'Reilly a foot, literally, um, he, he'll he'll punish you because he has blistering and searing pace. And and um, like the, the amount of space that he got, and 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 w once he's on the run, as we have seen, Jack, he's very, very, very hard to stop. And the same is 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 is, is true of Michal Houlihan. Now, Michal Houlihan's performance in the semi final wasn't as good as it was in the previous two games from play, hmm. which is another which is another bit in uh, you know, which is more in the bank for Kilmalak coming into the final but um you see Patrick's well will 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 have to, as I mentioned already the Kilmalak full forward line is extremely strong ex extremely experienced and you have a more youthful looking half forward line now yeah. Dermot Burns will be there Josh Considine Tom Nolan like they they they're all going to be tested now in my opinion Dermot Burns is in the form of his life yeah. um the, the the forum that he that he showed in 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 both and the both of Limerick South Island victories now in the, in the last two years, um, which is top top class. Um, he 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 has brought it and more, um, to 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 Patrick's well of course and of course he's the team captain, and and certainly um he he's leading from the front when 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 they lost to 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 Dune in the first round he was the leading scorer with eight points. Yeah. No, some of them were from long range frees, but there was a couple from play as well. Yeah, so long like range frees don't score themselves either, though. Someone has to hit them. Yeah, absolutely. But um if you have somebody of the caliber of of of, of um Dermot Burton stepping up to a long range free, um it, it's it's that little bit of extra uh, uh ammunition in the tank like that's that, that that that's that's very, very important. Yeah, and I suppose touching on individual players is a question there from the Shellminator just on the club player of the year. I'll touch on that with you after we go through the teams as a whole. But in midfield, then for practice, well, but um, before we move there from the defence, like I, I have to say, I, I have been impressed with Josh Considine. Yeah. In the present campaign, I th I think he has settled in well at 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 wing back, and you know, and in many ways, put up his hand. Um, John Kiley for a possible recall to the panel. I, I you know, I, I, I think Josh is having a very, very good season for Patrick's well. Yeah, and I think with, with Josh and the midfield that they play with Mark Cameron and Calvin Carroll, uh, Mark has obviously played a lot of his hurling in the backs that they can, if it's not working out, they can switch out. Cameron is hardly more of a man marker than Josh Constantine is hardly more of a runner, but there's a nice blend there between Calvin Carroll and Mark Cameron, hard working, but very clever on the ball. And you can see that from Carmody playing in defence, he knows what ball the forwards like, and Calvin Carroll has played in the forwards himself, again, knows what kind of ball to give. So they dovetail well, but then against Robbie Hanley and Aaron Costello, they're not going to have real much breeding room, are they? They're not, they're not, but Mark um, Carmody has been pitted against the best um, for, for so long now, and, you know, he, 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 he really, he's, he, he's much kind of a throne of Brian Murray's, much, much of the same. Now I know he's he's probably a more recent vintage in that he was involved in 2011 in in the um, in that monster final win over Cork at the Gaelic Grounds. Yeah. Um, but but 
But Matt Camry never fails to deliver for Patrick's well, whether he's in defence or whether he's at midfield. I, I think he's had a new lease of life around midfield this year. Yeah, he's been excellent. And then I suppose in, into the... I have a comment here just from Adrian Kelly. He asked a few questions last week. Josh Consign versus Rob Hanley will be a good battle. I don't know if they're going to match up like that if if Josh and the, the wing-back line. But there's so many matchups. And then Patchwell's forwards, it's probably... Eight or nine into six. Um, I suppose the last day starting was Tom O'Brien, Keen Lynch, Jason Galan, Kevin O'Brien, Aaron Galan, and uh, Patrick Kirby. But you could also have John Kirby or Jack Keller in that forward line. And, and we spoke about it like they are serious forwards to have. Like they're all inter county standard. And obviously the standout are Keen Lynch and Aaron Galan. But we saw Jason Galan take the game by the scruff of the neck in the quarter final. Kevin O'Brien was named man of the match in the semi final. And I think Thomas O'Brien has been on fire all year. Um, just a brilliant forward line. Yeah, I agree with you about Thomas O'Brien. You, 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 you second guess my next comment, Jack. Um, in in that that um, um, while all that was happening around him, you know, Tom, Thomas O'Brien was was having having absolutely huge influential games for Patrick's well. Um, He's 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 having a wonderful season as well, and and you're you're right. Um, when 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 Patrick's well sit down to pick their team, um, they, they, when when it comes to the forward line, one to nine will probably be as 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 um as it has been in the semi final, um, but um when when they'll come to pick the final six, um, the the it, it's then whether um. Uh, which six? Which six? Six will they go for? Um, you'd have to say that Thomas O'Brien, um, Kim Lynch, and Adam Galan are certainties. Yeah, and I'd add in, I'd add in Tom O'Brien. The two, the two O'Briens. Two O'Briens and Jason Galan into that. So it's probably Jason, Jason Galan, like, and you know, he. he so he, he, is it a battle of the Kirby's and a battle of the Kirby's of Jack Kelleher? I think that's the way it falls, but I suppose it, it it goes nicely into another question by Adrian, who is the stronger bench, do you reckon? And to be fair, no disrespect to the Kilmallock bench, they have some fine players come on, the likes of Killian Hayes and Robbie Rob Egan, to name a couple. But Connor Stanton. Well, yeah, the Pashwell bench is, is very strong. Like Obviously, two out of that eight aren't going to start. Um, mm. Keane Fitzgerald showed the impact he can have when he came on the last day. Um, Paddy Maher was starting when they won in 19. So... For me, it has to pass well have the stronger bench. Would you agree with that? I would agree with it. Yeah, that that they, they have certainly slightly the stronger bench than there's no doubt about it. Um, as you said, Paddy Maher was a starter two years ago. And I suppose it's indicative of the strength of Patrick's well that he cannot get in in, in the first fifteen. And like you're 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 going to have a Kirby, um, and you're going to have possibly Jack Cal a uh, Jack Kelleher. Or will they find? Will they rejig around from seven up? I can't imagine with the way Calvin Carroll and Mark Cameron are playing in midfield. Like, and I think it's yeah. it's it's good that teams have players coming off the bench. But Kilmallock have shown that the the bench is probably a bit weaker. But the players that start, um, they like against South Liberties, they only made a couple of subs and they played eighty minutes. And then the following week, they played sixty minutes against Dune with no bother to them. So having a two week break. Kilmallock could easily play that 15 for the whole game. Now, you do want fresh legs inside there, but they have a men's fitness that will get them past um, probably having a slightly weaker bench. Yeah, and uh, you're, you're right, Jack, um, and and um, you, you're right in what you're saying in that that, that um, if, if, if 
apart from the names and apart from the personalities, if you're talking about impact, and this is what what you need, um, in, impact subs like that, certainly Patrick's well would seem to be in a better place than Kilmallock in that regard. Yeah, they would. Um, before we get to prediction and stuff, Matt, there I just have there's a stat here from the Shell Matter that um, the 39 on Sunday had the greatest number of All Ireland's between them in the county final ever. I, I don't know how true that is. I, I'd imagine the Valley Hale or the Kilkenny finals with some great teams. Kilkenny probably had more, but I I I I I presuming he's alluding to a Limerick final. Oh oh definitely a Limerick final. Like just looking at the teams there, Barry Hennessy obviously has one. Robbie Handley has a couple. Graham uh, O'Cahy has three at this stage. Um, Aaron O'Shane O'Reilly has O'Shane one. O'Reilly has one. Aaron Costello has a couple. Then for Patrick Well, you have Dara Burns, Josh Constein, Keen Lynch. Aaron Galan, Jason Galan. Um, mm. That's 10 in my count, and I've definitely missed out someone. So uh, there's, a, there's a lot of all And then I suppose there's five, five all-stars um, on the, between the sides as well, with Brian Murray obviously won one in, in 2007. Uh, Keen Lynch and Graham McCahey won ones in 2018. Keen Lynch has got a second one. Aaron Galan has picked up two. Darren Burns has won. He'll definitely add to it later this year. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's, there's just an abundance of talent on show, Matt. But... The, the bookies have it that Patrick's well are favourites. Um, they're 1 2 versus 15 to 8 for Kilmallock. But how do you, which way do you see this game playing out? Because for me, like, I, I've, I don't know, could I call it? I think my mind is going to change a, a couple of hundred times between here and Sunday. Yeah. Um, my mind isn't changing every day, Jack. It's changing every minute of every day um, when, I, when I think of it. Um, I, I agree with the bookies. Patrick's well are favourites. But I was hugely impressed, I have to say, um, with the way Kilmallock, on two occasions during the campaign, in back-to-back games, their backs, excuse the pun, were to the wall, particularly against Bally Brown and against South Liberties. And they dug it out. And I was hugely impressed with the way, having played their get-out-of-jail card, not once but probably twice, um, the performance that they turned on in the semi-final. And 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 I, whilst I think that Patrick's well are favourites, I'm slightly leaning towards Kilmallock. Yeah, I'll push you there in a while, but just on that, I, I really struggled to say one team is going to win because, as you said, Kilmallock have shown that resilience, but also Patrick's well have shown that that resilience uh, against the dare is like it's it's such a hard one to call and mm. we might come back to that one later on Matt and, and give us more time to rest in it I do want to come to this question from the Shellmanator um earlier who you thought was the club hurler of the year um she mentioned Michal Hulahan Willie Griffin um the young Kirby I suppose either one Pat Urjan could be in there but for me like I'll just name out a couple Matt and you can say what you're on but for probably Dune I think Adam English actually the first time I think Chris Thomas mm. was very very good over the course of the year, obviously, you know, Hulahan and Oshin O'Reilly have been excellent for Kilmallock. Um, I suppose for Kalina Palace Kenry, I thought Kyle was very good. So was Darren Connell, especially in the final. Um, I, 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 off the top of my head, I suppose, for Patchwell, I think Darren Burns, as you mentioned, has been their stand up there by a mile, even though Keen Lynch will be harder of the year and definitely deserves it. I think, or sorry, I think Darren Burns has been probably the best player out of the three that we so often come to talk about. But I think, if I was to call it, I would say between Oshin O'Reilly and Thomas O'Brien from Pasquale, because I think Thomas O'Brien goes under the radar. I don't know for what reason, but he does seem to go under the radar. I think he's been 
exceptional. I think it's between him himself and Oshin Riley for me. How would you see that? I, 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 I wouldn't disagree with you with the names you've listed, but um, were I to make a choice, and you know, I, I the utmost admiration for what Thomas O'Brien had had done, but has done, and indeed for what Michal Hulan has done, which is which has been fantastic. And and um, but if I were pushed on it, um, it would come down for me to a choice between Oshin O'Reilly and Dermot Burns. I think I think Dermot Burns has just simply been phenomenal, and you you must remember, Jack, that Dermot Burns is the team captain, yeah. and here is a man leading from the front, if there ever was one. You know the example he's given is absolutely phenomenal. So. It would, and they may they may very well be matched up on Sunday. Yeah, um, I'm sure they they will they will cross paths. Yeah, and that, that 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 could be a deciding factor if we had to decide who the holder of the championship was. Yeah, and we will do all predictions at the end of the year, um, like we did last mm. year. But I, I suppose in a like whichever team gets over the line, um, generally the, the best player of the championship will come from that team, and generally they'll have they'll have had their say and they'll be fully deserving of it. But, um. We'll move on from the senior final um, just for a while and we'll come back to it when we get to predictions. Um, the curtain raiser that day, Matt, is the Premier Intermediate Hurling final between Munger St. Paul's and Cap Moore at half one. It's live on Limerick TV if you can't make it in. And I've stressed during the week that it's it's a curtain raiser in a name and that's about it because I know the two of us have been real advocates for this Premier Intermediate Championship over the last six, seven years. And for anyone that hasn't really paid attention to it, I'm probably focused on senior or where their own club is at. Like the Premier Intermediate Championship, Matt, has been the standout championship for the last six, seven years, realistically, hasn't it? It has, Jack. No, no question about it. And we're going to have an eight winner in eight years on on, on, on Sunday, whoever prevails. Um, now, both of them have been tantalisingly close to it before. Um, um, I think it was 2016 or 2017, Capamore went down narrowly to um, to um, Monalian. In 2016, actually, and then then we had um, Mungrets and Pauls coming so close last year. So, like that, that, that they're not ex- exactly strangers um, uh, to the final, and certainly not. You, you know, um, it's it's in many ways it's been a fantastic. Um, it's been a fantastic journey in in the last ten years for for. Um, um, Cap more, or would say the last fifteen years, because they were relegated. And just an interesting aside about Cap more. Cap more, in nineteen sixty four, Jack, were the first club to represent Limerick in the Munster Clubs Championship. They were they were the champions of sixty four. So, but what has that got to do with Sunday? I'm only just saying about the deep tradition that's in Cap more. But by two thousand and nine. Capamore had found themselves in junior ranks, and that that's not very long ago in hurling terms. It's it's twelve years ago, and like when 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 you look at it then and 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 see like that, in the meantime since two thousand and nine they won the intermediate championship. Was it in two thousand and twelve? Um, no, sorry, thirteen or no, thirteen. Uh, in or around that, and then then they were promoted as as we said when they were runners up when it was two up two down in 2016 with with, with Mona Lean. Um had a couple of years at senior level, and I'm now back down. 
and the Renaissance continues. And um, throw into it, throw into the mix the fact that um, you know they 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 they, they want um, a Limerick and and Munster Junior Bs in 2018, and were only beaten in in, in the All Ireland final by I'll get Lynn Bryan with a team now that contains some of the players that have made the step up to the intermediate team. So like um, that 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 um, you know at the start of the season I don't think that that Capamore or even mentioned in dispatches as, as being likely contenders. But when you see what they have achieved during the year, and when you look back and try and al- analyze where, 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 how it happened, like a cursory examination is enough to, to, to get your answers. But, but one thing, and this is down to the randomness of the draw, Jack, is that in the Premier Intermediate Championship this year, now we got good games in both groups, but it, it was lopsided in terms of standard in that, that, that the group of which Mungret and Capamore came out of was much stronger than the other group. And that was borne out in the semi-finals when, when um, uh, Mungret St. Paul's were far too good for Glenroe and that uh, Glenroe team that pushed them to the very limit 12 months ago Mm. Um, and it isn't that Glenroe have gone back. It 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 is more that Mungret have progressed, and and then you had um, you had the huge win that that Capamore had over Newcastle West in 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 the other semi final. So that gives you an idea when 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 the groups are crossed, how strong a group that they have come out of. So um, both sides are going into um, Sunday's final really battled hard from the group stages. Um, now, um, Mungret St. Paul's are going in unbeaten. Capamore uh, are going in with one defeat. And that was to Mungret St. Paul's by two points. So it sets it all up very, very, very nicely. And as we were talking off, off air, Jack, you, 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 you are, you're very, very right. Um, this is the fourth meeting between these, these clubs since, since, um, since Capamore returned from senior ranks in 2019, Mungret were handsome winners over over over, um, over um, Capamore in the first round, and that was in the six six team format. Last year, when they met in the championship, it ended in a draw. This year, when they met in the championship, there was only two points between them. So it really, really is set up for Sunday. Yeah, it's definitely set up for a real good game, but. Touched on Mungret there, um, you've mentioned they're unbeaten. They've, they've won each of their games alongside F and they're the only team to win all their games so far this year. Um, you saw them in the semi-final and they've been progressing for the last few years now. In 16, they won the intermediate the same year that um, Catamore went up to the senior ranks. Mungret went up to the inter- primary intermediate ranks. So they just missed out there. But they got the, they were relegation final 17, 18 and 19 semi-finals. They were obviously beaten in last year's primary intermediate final. Yes. So they have been building progressively and they've they've started adding in a few players. And this year, the likes of Barry Duff, uh, Brian Amara and Liam Lynch have really settled in well. Um, you saw him against Glenn Rue and you were obviously very impressed with him. I, I, I was and, uh, and and we spoke we spoke um, um, in earlier podcasts this year in the context of the senior championship. Uh, about Kildaimo Palace Kenry and their progression up through the ranks. In many ways, Mungret mirrored that. Because um, this year's semi-final against Glenroe was their fourth in a row. Um, they lost the first two. They won the third one and were beaten in the final. 
and here they're back in the final again. So are they going to be like um, step by step gradually, even though that has been a bit of a turnover on the team? Mm. But certainly, I um, mentioning the players that you mentioned there, I, I, I was very, very impressed with them. I was very hugely impressed by Liam Lynch. Um, first year up from, from, from minor. I know he has two Munster minor medals in his locker, but um, he, 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 he certainly is he's, he's a strong player, a very good, good player. And of course, they were hugely boosted in the semi-final by the return of Paul O'Brien. Yeah. And uh, Paul O'Brien really announced his return in spectacular fashion by putting the ball in the little runet after three minutes. So um, it, 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 it was back to business as, it, as if he had never been away before. Yeah, I, I'm hugely impressed with him. Um, Patrick Begley at centre-back is, is sort of the fulcrum of, of, of the defence. But if, if you look all over the field, they, 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 they have players of, of real quality. And um, uh, I, I, I think they're going to be very difficult to beat. But you know, we 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 know what Capamore can bring to the table. Yeah, and before we get on to, to Capamore, there there's a comment in here. Um, odds on Nigel Carey first goal scorer. Obviously, in the first, I think three weekends, Matt, he had five goals. You're mentioning his name every weekend. Are you going to give odds? I'm not. He didn't. He didn't get a goal against Glenroe. No, that's the Glenroe defense was too teak tough. But talking there, there's another comment in here from Adrian Kelly. Um, he says, I think it's Liam O'Donnell. I'm very sure as well. It's Liam O'Donnell. On the freeze cap, more very accurate. A decent free taker will be huge, and it will be because I remember Blackrock against um, Kildare Palace Henry two years ago was essentially a, a free taking competition between Sean Barry and Paddy Leahy, and they yeah. did finish level. But on Liam O'Donnell um, on the freeze, I think he got seven from seven against um, Mungret. You have Bill Kramer in that in that forward line, and Joe Lanrigan got goals as well against Mungret. So Capmore do have firepower, and their centre back John Ryan. I'm talking to him before the game like the, the, you can just see the determination in their in their faces in their eyes like they won't fear Munger in the slightest and they've no reason to because the games have been so close to them they they they, 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 they won't fear him at, at at all you know um now Tommy Ryan is 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 gone out of the goal this year after a long innings there and um he's been replaced by is it Sean McMahon yeah. um and you 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 have two stalwarts there forming the forming the the the, the spine of the defence. Peter O'Brien at full back, and and um, as you mentioned, John Ryan at centre back. You know, and then your fellas like Con and and Bill Kramer. And what about Tommy O'Donoghue, who, who wasn't getting into the team um, in the early games? But what a sub to have! But um, I, he started in 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 the semi final and. Um, what experience he brings to the table. So, like, in that regard now, um, you know, Tommy Ryan and Brian Coffey step back this year from from, from uh, intermediate hurling anyway. Um, but, but, but certainly um, some of the new players that have come in, there's, there's Ty Ryan, Sean Whelan. There, there, is, there is a name now, excellent with Limerick Miners in, 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 in 2020. And um, seems to have successfully maybe made the transition to adult hurling. You have a guy called PJ Hogan um, at, at at midfield, and you you have our friend Lee O'Donnell, who the contributor is just after mentioning while ago. Yeah. So, like in 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 terms of youth experience, um, they seem to have got a very very good mix. 
Yeah, they, and fellas, fellas like John Ryan, Conbachry, Bill Kramer, I know not, and Tommy Donahue, an awful lot will rest on their shoulders in the wide open spaces of the Gaelic grounds, which yeah. um, probably are probably slightly more suitable to the way Mungret play, in, the, in that they like to play the expansive open game. Um, so, uh, look, you know, we can be surprised all we like about um, about um, Kappa Moore being at this stage of the competition, but Jack, they deserve to be there, and and um, that there is a reason for their being there, and like they they, they like they were convincing winners over Nakani in the first round and probably put down a marker. Now they were pushed to the limit probably by um, Maru Bohar, and of course, Jack, that that isn't a bad thing. And 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 we we, wow. we we've been said uh, we've been talking about teams and I thought we, we we spoke about it in in the context of the football quarter final semi-finals last week when we spoke about um, um, Saint Sinans in particular and 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 um, Gerald Griffins when we were saying like that they hadn't got tests tough enough um, co coming into a semi-final and 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 that 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 was the case but. Um, Certainly, the fact that they got a tough that they got a tough outing from 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 Maru Bohr, and it came at an opportune time, in in that um, it, it it was practically a de facto championship, a knockout championship game, yeah. depending on the result of of Mungret and Nakani the same day. Um, so look, that galvanised them, and it was exactly it was exactly the the the, the type of game that Declan Deere and his management team would have been looking for. Going into the cut and trust of knockout championship. Yeah, and then they, they showed they showed that against the Castle West in the semi final. And again, I'll leave you time to rest on this one before I ask you. And uh, you know, you, you can liken it to Kilmallock. You can liken it to Kilmallock. The tough games against Bally Brown and South Liberties didn't do one bit of harm. No, if you can if you can come out of any game with a win, a win is a win at the end of the day. And when you get mm -hmm. to a final, that's all you need to do. If you win one point to nil. That'll do the lads in Capimore, and equally will do the same for for the boys in Munger. But I'll come to you with predictions. And the they, well, 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 if they win by a point, nil, and whether the masses like it or not, they won't give one damn. Yeah, and 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 for all six teams in the finals at the weekend, it's it's all about winning the finals, and mm. that's what you play for is to win finals. Mm. And the other final we have, and the first final we have, so it'll be the first piece of silverware. Um, if you don't include the county cup, and I'm sure. Kildare Palace Skinnery won't mind us saying that because they would have been going for the Daily Cup. But the first piece of silverware um, proper that's up for grabs is the intermediate um, hurling championship. We play between Effen and Crocodile Finney. And even though it's extremely novel final, I couldn't find when they, they last played in championship if they ever have. Um, there's a there's a lot coming into it history wise with Crocodile Finney, obviously junior champions going for back to back promotions. And the last team to do it was Effen the last time they're in the intermediate final. So I suppose for for Croke, like they are riding the crest of a wave over the last eighteen months, Matt. They won all their games in the junior last year, even though they had to wait probably the bones of six or seven months to finish their campaign. Didn't pay any heed to that. One beat Pax well well in the final, won the intermediate league, have won three or four um, intermediate games and have remained unbeaten. But they play Effen, who like Munger St. Paul's have won all their games in the form uh, in the form of their lives since they were in the intermediate championship. We'll start with F and Matt. Um, I suppose last year they lost in the Pearshig, lost to Kilmallock, and went into a relegation playoff. 
what changed this year for Southside? There's obviously an infusion of new players. Um, by by, I've spoken in the past here about Patrick O'Donovan. Um, um, making the transition, like he, he scored two nine in the semi final, wasn't it? Um, uh, two six from play. Um, there's young players coming in there, like like Sean Sean Canning, Fergal O'Connor, who's a monster minor medal winner as well. Um, and if you get um, if you get young players in like that, um, it, it, it's a huge boost. But you, you must remember that they're, they're coming in around vastly experienced players. Now, and another plus factor for them was the return of, of Conor Carney, who was abroad and who was a member of the, the Munster winning team in 2011. And he, he has slotted in very, very nicely now into the halfback line. So um, there, there, there was a lot of positives coming into the season and I suppose reason for, for FN to, to be... Um, to be optimistic about the season, but if if you look at the team that won the Munster Championship, um, you, you they, they they still have got um on on their side they've got um James O'Leary, Patrick Carroll, Michael Ray, now Connor Carney, um Tommy Quaid, um Pierce O'Kelly, and of course a certain Mister Nicky Quaid. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like who, um, is in the form of his life as if he was ever out of it, um, you know, is absolutely peerless at centre back. So if if you have a guy like that organising your defence, and um, uh, his his brother Jack Din and Tommy and Patrick O'Donovan le- leading the attack, it's a, it's 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 a very very F F and R are in in a good place, and and um, like um, you know, it's 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 a big turnaround for him. Like if you go from if you go from um, relegation um, to being in a county final, it is some turnaround, and and um, they have achieved it. But it it, it isn't um, it, again like we we spoke about Capamore, but it isn't a great surprise. Now I I saw a couple of their games last year um, in the group stages. I saw both of their games against against Kilmallock and and. Um, and Napierschik um, and I have said this before in, in, in this medium a couple of uh, podcasts back. Um, whilst they lost board games, they were unlucky to lose board games. They could have won board games. Yeah. You know, so we, you know, we, 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 we could be talking about a different story. You know, all right, that they, they were pushed hard enough when it went into the relegation, but these relegation things take on a life of their own. They do, and they'll definitely be happier where they are in in 2021 and have been exceptional and you mentioned a lot of players for Crow Kilfinney it's been a, it's been a dream start to, to life in the intermediate championship but they're in a final now and when you're on momentum like this like you have to, to take advantage of it the pressure is probably off Crow Kilfinney but they will they will be desperate to win while they're on this crest of a wave and get up to Premier Intermediate Championship ranks um, for the first time in their history I'm, I'm very sure this is their first ever year in intermediate hurling but they're flying Matt they're absolutely flying, Jack, and, and we did make the point, and you can listen back to it in the commentary of the county final, that I made the point at the time that I thought they were well-equipped 
um, to hold their own in 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 um, at premier or at intermediate level. But if I'm honest, um, I, I I didn't I didn't foresee that 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 they would be involved in the final or at the concluding stages of it. But um, I certainly knew that they were going they weren't going to be anybody's whipping boys, um, because the configuration of the team was such and the way they were playing, you know, they 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 they, they looked as if they were ready for it. Sometimes you see these teams winning county finals and and being promoted, and you know damn well that they're not ready. That uh, you know, they, 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 twelve months time they'll be they'll be struggling to stay there or worse still even down. But I I never thought that that was um that 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 was going to be Croke Kilfinney's fate. No, they, 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 they've had they've had a fantastic season, and I suppose you know it it it, it uh, one advantage they have probably Jack is that that um. Uh, first of all, and you alluded to it there, the, despite the long delay between the quarterfinals and the semifinals of the junior championship, um, uh, they, you know, they, they were able to pick up on on on, on the forum that they had shown because um, I, I think the general consensus was when the championship was suspended last year, you know, that if if it wasn't restarted or finished, that Croke and Finney would be the big losers. Like they, they, they were many, many, many people's favourites, and um, like you know, you wonder then with with the COVID, the lockdown, and all that sort of thing, when they came back, if if they would be able to pick it up, and the the answer was a very emphatic yes. But you see, it, it gave them a slight advantage, Jack, um, in that with the momentum that they had um, from the junior championship. Rather than having to carry it over from one year to another, all they had to do was um, the West Intermediate Championship and the County Intermediate League immediately clicked in. And when that was over, the championship clicked in. So it was like one championship campaign. So um, they just didn't have to recapture the momentum, the momentum that was there. Now, Sunday's final is going to be, it's going to be totally different. First of all, it's a final. It's it's going to be a very, very, very big occasion. But they they have been through a big occasion um, as as recently as a couple of months ago in in, in the junior final, and making a breakthrough isn't is, isn't always easy. So, <coughs> but um, I, I I think they're very very well equipped, and um, I don't think there's anybody can argue but that you know um, Crokilfinny and and Effen deserve to be the county finalists. Yeah, they, they definitely, there's no doubt about that. They have been the standout teams. You touched on it there, Matt, but how important is it for Croke that they have very recent experience of a county final? Um, it's very rare you play two county finals in the one year in a championship. And that for Effen, their last time in a final was um, 10 years ago. There's, there's like, obviously the Quades have remained, but there is a, a big change over in the side. Like, Nerves shouldn't be a factor for Croke, whereas they probably will be for Effin. Now, there will be some semblance of nerves for, for every player. That's natural. <coughs> but Croke have that experience, very recent experience of playing in the final. They have, and that's the point I was making, that, you, you know, the fact that if they had won it before Christmas yeah. and trying to pick it back up when they came back after the year, you, you, you know, it, 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 it would have been more difficult. But I don't agree with your point that... that um, that um, nerves will 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 arise for Effin because for the reason that I've, I've told you, there's, there's seven or eight of the players that are, that have won monster medals with Effin. Yeah, that's that's you know? But just they, they're so not going to. And and very interestingly, 
They won a very, very good monster final against Pally Duff of Kerry in Newcastle West. Yeah, and obviously, I don't know if I said it, but that game is 2 o'clock on Sunday in Newcastle West. That's uh, streamed live by Limit TV. So all the county finals are available to watch at the weekend if you can't get out them. Uh, the senior finals on TG Cahar, Premier Intermediates on Limerick JTV, as is the intermediate final on Saturday. Um, that game again thrown in at 2 o'clock. We'll move on for from the hurling for the weekend just for a few moments, Matt, um, and then we'll get back to predictions. But I suppose at the weekend just gone, we had um, plenty of football action and we have the, the launch tonight. And we'll talk about them in depth next week in a preview of all the finals. But just... To, to allude on the semi-finals in, in the Intermediate Championship, I suppose, um, I did pick Kalimo and Raquel, whether I was full sure that they'd come through or not is a different story, but um, a surprising duo to come through, definitely when you look at the start championship, but definitely both deserving of their place in the final, Kalimo Panis and Raquel. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I, 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 I've seen Raquel, even though I, I felt that um, Gerald Griffins, having lost the last two finals, um, you, you know, might might have got over the line on on that particular one, but I I I, I was hugely impressed um, with what I saw about Ratkila, about the way they went about it, and and um, like they, 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 they obviously are a serious team, and 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 um, you know that that win over. Gerald Griffins. My my understanding, I wasn't at the game, but that, that um, from those that were at the game and reading the match report, you know that they were full value for their win, as were Kildaimo Palace Kenry, um, as as well. But um, I we worried particularly about Sinnons coming into the game about their lack of of of, of a real test and felt that, that there was a real test coming last weekend, and it came and unfortunately from the Saint Sinnons point of view that they, they didn't pass it. And um, but it 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 has been a rags to riches story for for um, Kildaimo Palace Kenry footballers. Um, like they they were would say the first they were promoted in the twenty eighteen the first two years that they were up at this level they were just hanging in there, Jack. Mm. Just hanging in there. But they 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 they've made a spot for the line this time and 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 by God I'll tell you it, it um, and I know we'll be discussing it in depth next week it it is um it's it's going to be one hell of a final yeah and just touching on Kyle Pass Henry there um I spoke to Peter Nash after the game and you can see that on um Facebook or Twitter or YouTube wherever you're watching this and you can just sense from Peter like the amount of work that's gone in and Kyle Pass Henry and the pride in the club as a whole between hurling and football it was just lovely to hear but. Again, we'll, we'll touch on that more next week. Another game we'll be looking to is the Premier be, it, it, it would be very, very interesting. It, it would be very, very interesting next year where, where, where Kildaimo to be a dual club at senior level. Yeah, because we've obviously lost Navirshig and Monoline as dual clubs this year. Yes. So it would only be Kildaimo and a dare just off the top of my head. Yeah. Um, mm. So very interesting to see. But the Premier Junior final will be contested by Father Casey's and Newcastle West. And with both of them being second teams, Matt, it's thrown up an interesting an interesting game this Friday night in Mount Collins where the hosts will play Croom to see who plays in the, the Junior Munster Championship. And I suppose for Croom, um, it's the same as 2019, if I'm correct, when they lost to Monoline and they went into the Munster Championship and I think they reached the final. But um, it's, it's very disappointing for both teams, obviously, would have would have liked to, to get into intermediate ranks. But we could have a situation where the, the Munster Junior Champions will be in the junior grade next year. But for Crew and Mount Collins this weekend, a small, a small something to look forward to after the loss. 
Yeah, and um, they 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 had contrasting um, fortunes in the semi-finals. In that, um, Croom lost to a late, late, late goal, whilst um, Mount Collins staged a late rally. Um, they at a stage when they were two thirteen to one three down going into the second water break, and um, you know eventually lost um, two th- or. One, Two thirteen to three six. Yeah. So um like they they they, they you know they, they they rallied they rallied late. I just don't know, Jack. You know, if I'm honest, I don't know how these teams are going to approach this game. Yeah. It's a kind of a surreal experience. Um and one that I, I don't recollect we have seen before a playoff for a place in the Munster Championship. No, it is rare to have two second sides. Which, again, I think it just shows the strength and depth in uh, Newcastle West and Father Casey's. And obviously, Newcastle have a senior final to look forward to next Friday and the Premier Junior final then on Sunday to look forward to. But again, we'll be touching on them games in depth next week. Um, this weekend, we have football. But, uh, you see, they've, 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 they've come out of a group, and we've, we've said that before, they've come out of the same group. Father Cases and Patrick's well, or um, Father Cases and Newcastle West, and like they, they had only one group game in that hospital. Helberstown, who were the top team in the group, withdrew and um, were subsequently relegated. So, um, like they haven't had a pile of activity. They've had quarterfinals and semi-finals, let's say, but I, I, I don't think that's probably you can't argue with that right to be in the final. No, whatsoever. Just- um, like it, it gives a, it gives you an idea of of the strength and depth of both clubs. Yeah, and when you hear when you hear some of the names, um, just I just heard a few of the Newcastle names that were playing junior. It just gives you a sense of how strong they are, and I'm sure Potter Casey's are the same. And interestingly, Newcastle got the win in the senior championship. Um, Potter Casey's will definitely going in for revenge in that. But we also have ladies football this weekend, Matt, and we're into the knockout stages um, across the top tiers. We have the quarterfinals in the senior and intermediate championship. So you've defending champion St. Aylesbury's looking for three in a row. They play St. Bridget's in Captain Moore. Um, all games on Sunday at 11 o'clock. Uh, Fiona Casaman play Old Mill in a day. Um, Bradley Landers and Mona Gay await in the, the finals and we will, or semifinals. We look at them games first, Matt. Um, say, we talked about it the last day when the fairings were made, but St. Aylesbury's and Fiona Casaman will be favoured. Now, Old Mill have showed glimpses in the championship, but St. Bridget's um, will definitely be needing a performance, unlike the ones they've given so far, suffering two heavy losses. Uh, they will. They will. It, 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 it certainly hasn't hasn't been a great year for Bridget's. A heavy defeat to Fiona Castlemahan in, in, in the first round and then a defeat to, to Mon again in, in the second round against um, um, against uh, St. Elby's, like who are haven't won the, haven't won in the championship but haven't lost in the championship in in that they have drawn both of their games and uh El, LBs this year are, are are chasing three in a row you know and it's it's very very hard to see him um being derailed in the quarterfinal by St Bridget's for the for the reasons that I've said um the other game is probably a bit going to going to, going to could could right could go down to the wire, Jack. Um, it's it's not a foregone conclusion anyway. If you're on a Castleman had a big win over over Bridget's, as we said, but then they suffered a heavy defeat to Monaghan. Yeah. 
Now, Old Mill, and we were wondering about Old Mill last week when we were reflecting back on, 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 their, on their final group game. Like they, 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 they drew with St. Elby's and shifted a six-goal defeat to Ballylanders. A Ballylanders team who had drawn also with St. Elby's. Yeah. So you, 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 you just wonder where Old Mill are at. But you would have to say probably that um, Fiona Castlemahan are favourites. Yeah, you, you would have to say that they are favoured. But as you said, either game could go either way, but you would fancy Elby's and Fiona Castlemahan. I suppose inter intermediate quarterfinals then, you've Father Casey's versus Ula and Nakaini versus Mrubor. And you've last year's final pairing of Trincolor Bradford and Munger St. Paul's safely through. So how do you see the, the quarterfinal pairings, Matt? I, I, I think Ula have been making great strides in, in, in recent years and they had a good win over Nakane in the first round and they lost to the champions from Bradford in the second round and I think they're, they're in a decent place. Now, Father Casey's were very, very competitive in, in, in what was a competitive group, but they lost both of their group games to Mungret St. Paul's and to Marubar. So, um, like Mungret St. Paul's after the first two rounds had safely nailed down the, the semi-final um, spot, uh, letting um, letting um, um, Maru Bohor and Father Casey's to fight it out for second and third place. Now, um, in in the other um, quarterfinal, you have Nakeni against Maru Bohor. Nakeni have lost both games. They lost them to, to Ula and to Drum Bradford. Whilst um, Maru Bohor had the win over over Father Cases, I'm I'm going for the two East teams, Jack. In this one, I I, I think Ula and and Maru Bohor should come through in these. Yeah, I'd agree with you there. And on the Junior A Championship, then, and that's obviously a five round group stage, so they're not into the, the quarterfinals yet. It's Celtic Gales versus Adair. Both teams have won all their games so far. Celtic Gales are three out of three. Adair have won both theirs, and a hand versus Scrooge Gales. At the other side, then both teams looking. Pick up a win, which will be a vital game because it's only it's only one group match, and the bottom team is the only team that doesn't get through to semi final. So, regardless of what you do in the group stage, you will have a chance if you don't finish last. Essentially, yeah, I suppose you'd have to say at this stage, Galti Gales and Adair have really nailed it down mm. at this point, and yeah. um, uh, it's going to be a huge game. And Tizan and John O'Mahony Park in Kilbehany, I think, on on on. Uh, on Sunday at eleven o'clock, um, like it, 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 um, it, it, it'll be one of the big games of the weekend. Now it isn't a knockout game; it's just a group game. But um, in, in, in terms of form coming into it, um, it, it, it's certainly one of the games to look forward to. Yeah, both teams are looking down to lay to lay down a marker because if they keep going to there, they will avoid each other in the semi-finals and will meet in the final if they keep going. But that's. I'll hear saying, I suppose in Junior B Championship, then you have Mona Gay's second side versus Ula B. Croom versus St. Sennans in Group 1. Croom can make it 3 out of 3 and as good as book their place in the semi finals in Group 1 with a win over St. Sennans, with a big win over Drug Griffins last weekend or two weekends ago. And then Palace Green versus Father Casey's B and Drumcutter Bradford versus St. Aylby's, both second sides in Group 2. Drum and St. Aylby's have, have won both their games so far, so the winner there will, will take control of that group. Um, Again, that's that's two groups of five, so there's two more rounds in them games. So they only top two go through in there. So that's a really competitive. Yeah, but I suppose if you look at the Jonah B Championship, one of the surprises is not who's winning, but who's not winning in 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 the decline and the football fortunes of of Gerald Griffins. Yeah, 
whooped a couple of years ago, like they, they won that famous junior um, final that, that was played at Happiness Nine in the morning in in, in Nokeni a couple of years ago. And, um, you know, they, they, they've been one of the powerhouses in, 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 in recent years, but um, they, they, they seem to have fallen on lean times, in, in, in particularly this year. Yeah, they have. Um, that's the the junior or the latest football for this weekend. I suppose we have Camogie to look back on that, and we we'll look at more in depth um, next weekend. But just to 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 reference um, what the state of play is like. So these are the results from last weekend's game: a hand beat Krakora to move through. Newcastle West beat Brough to cement their place, stop stable, even though they were guaranteed first spot. And then Granabal and Gary beat Napierschig in that winner takes all tie. So. What that means essentially, Matt, is a hand move on to play Khalidi in the semi final. Newcastle West will play Granabal and Gary, and then Krakora will meet Napiershig in the B final with the losers winning or the loser or the winners winning the B, the B championship and the losers playing Brough um, in the relegation final. So a real action packed weekend, Matt. But I suppose the final four we were probably leaning towards at the start of the championship in. Last year's finalists, Newcastle West, Kaledi, and the Han and Graham Ballangari. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And it is an exact uh, repetition of the semi final pairings of last year. And I suppose um, Lim- Limerick, Limerick Hurling isn't the only one probably that's dogged with the with the top four, um, the same four. Um, it's becoming a bit in, in, in the Camogie Championship as well. But I, I don't think anybody can argue with the merits of it. Um, really going into the final round, I suppose, um, you know, Newcastle West were home and hosed before a ball was poked. They, they went to Brough, did the job uh, with 10 points to spare. Um, there was a bit of an issue whether um, uh, between Ahan and, and, and uh, Krakora, you know that that it, it was it was a knockout game actually, in 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 many ways, and and um, a hand did the business there and did it did it did it quite comfortably. But the the, the real um the, the the real game of the weekend was um, Granabal and Gary against Napiershig, and mm. and um, you you know we we were wondering both both clubs had run Kilidi very very close. And um, we, you know, um, obviously, there has been a decline in 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 the fortunes of Granabel and Gary from a couple of years ago when they won was it five county championships in a row, and 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 um, we, we we were wondering um, last week um, whether there was a revival up and running in in Granabel and Gary, uh, uh, um, you know, and. You, you you nearly have to say there is that that um, um, the are a coming force. There's no doubt about that. And um, like it, it was a it was a very 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 good win. But of course the real test for for Granabel and Gary and as to where they're at um, will come when they meet Newcastle West. Who I suppose um, and they probably won't forgive me for saying so, Jack. Who on on forum in the group stages? Must be championship favourites. Yeah, if, if you're just considering this year, and I suppose they were in the final last year and winners the year before, um, Newcastle West are on a roll. But Kalidi, as we said earlier in the podcast, it's all about getting wins, and Kalidi did that. They got their two from two, and I suppose they'll have an extended break. They'll have four weeks waiting for that semi final, which could come back to haunt them. We've seen it in the past with teams, but it could also re energize the side as well. Um, we look forward to all those games next week, probably in more depth, Matt, when we look at the, I suppose it's a big weekend of football next weekend. We have the 
intermediate final next Thursday, the senior final the following night, and the Premier Junior final on Sunday. So from one county final weekend to, into the next, Matt. But and now, on, 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 on Wednesday, that is the um, um, under-19A um, hurling final between Coshley Gales and Navon. I wouldn't have remarked uh, earlier on in the podcast. Coshley Gales are a combination of Staker Wallace and Effin. And Nave Owen are a combination of Hospital Herbertstown and Nakeni. So quite a bit of South Limerick involvement in that one. Yeah, and while well, we're on topic of under-19s, uh, St. Cairns are crowned under-19A football champions. Uh, last night, they beat Croom in the final, but that I saw that St. Cairns side there. St. Cairns, Monaghan, um, and Amalgamation, they're very strong side. They, have, they played Bellasine in the first round and, and won well, and Croom beat Bellasine in the other semi-final. So well done, St. Cairns, on that. Beating um, Ballystein is, is is pedigree in itself, Jack. Yeah, like just like that on the nineteen hurlers beat Linrose, so that's that's pedigree too. Yeah, and it'll show if it there with next week they had to come through the hard way through us in the quarterfinal. Mm. Um, but before we finish today, Matt, um, we've the small matter of predictions to look at. Um, I'll just get up the table here at the moment. You're still out in front. You're five clear. It was a poor enough weekend for us last week, Matt. When you consider. We chose nine games. We chose from nine games and we only picked up four four each. Um I got both the semi-finalists in the intermediate. Um and we both had a dare then to win the into the promotion and we, we bypassed that, Matt, I suppose, today. And um, we can talk about some other time. A dare got over South Liberties at twenty points to one fourteen. We you had Newcastle in the Premier Junior. Um we both had uh Croom to be Father Casey's. Both had um, St. Pat's, you had St. Kieran's, and then neither of us had Valley Brick and Bohr Moore um, or Caroline to come through as well. So, an eventful weekend, Matt. You're five points clear. We'll just do the, the three championship games this weekend, the three finals, and we'll we'll start with the intermediate championship, Matt. Um, Crocodile Finney versus Effen. By the way, you were talking, you kind of had earmarked Effen from, from near enough to start championship, if not beforehand. <laughs> Yeah, I had absolutely, and I, I, I'm like Chrome last week now, and um, they nearly came to pass, Jack. But um, um, I'm going for Effen by three. Effen by three. I'm going to side with the West Limerick side. I'm going to go with Crow Finney by a point, and to emulate Effen in going back to back in the junior and intermediate championships. Uh, the following day, then the slow call curtain raiser between Munger St Pauls and Capamore. Um, I've been going for Munger St. Paul's to win out the competition since 2018, realistically. Um, they fell at the penultimate hurdle that year um, and the following year. Last year, they fell at the final hurdle. Will they get over the line this year, Matt, or will it be Captain Morris' turn? I'm going for Munger by four. Yeah, I'm going to go for Munger by five. and I think it'll be a close game, but I think if Munger are to win it, they'll win by more than a score. I think if Captain Moore can keep them within a score, that they'll nick it in the end, if not win by more than that, but it should be should be a close contest, definitely. And then the main event, Matt, Patswell versus Kilmallock. Um, we were both humming and hawing a while ago. I suppose, who do you think will win, by how much, and where will the game be won and lost? Kilmallock by two. And what, what what's the reasoning for that now, Matt, or is it just... Well, I, you like? know, I, I, I touched on it there a while ago. Um, um, they, 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 they came through the couple of tough games against Bally Brown and South Liberties, and and I thought they were hugely impressive in in in, in the semi final. Now I've the utmost respect for Patrick's well, 
absolutely um fantastic fantastic side but i i, I feel that, that the kilmalak um attack will probably shade it and um i would be expecting a big huge impact from graham mulcahy yeah but he has been probably the standout club player over the last decade or so and he'll be going for a fourth county medal but i think that the i think patchwell will just rotate it and, and it's very hard to go against kilmalak because as you've said whenever they've been up against it they've they've come through but with Keane Lynch, Aaron Galan, and Dermot Burns in a club side, they're going to have their say at some stage. And if they can catch form, no side will stop them. Um, oh, I, I, I agree. I agree with you totally on that. But then, then like you've Graham Mulcahy, you've Rob Handy, um, Costello, Barry Hennessy, who's worth a couple of goals. But you know, you you you've goalkeepers there that are worth a couple of goals every game to their side. You know. Yeah, and like even um, Barry Hennessy's long-range free take and. Aaron Burns will be, will be equal to that. Um, Michal mm-hmm. Hulan is every bit the free taker. Aaron Galan is at centre forward. Um, even though Keane Lynch has been on fire all year, Oshin O'Reilly has probably been better in the club championship. So they do match up really well, Matt. Really, last... really well. Tis, tis, um, like it's just it's just absolutely fantastic. Yeah, and if you ask me after uh, the Mungers and Capamore game on Sunday, I'll probably have a different answer for you, but. For now, I'll go Paxwell by two. You're saying Kilmallock by two. Um, it could be a draw. It, it probably is looking like a draw, but it'll finish with extra time on the day, definitely. So we'll, if they win extra time, we'll give it the points to whoever picks right. But um, it's a great, as we said at the very outset of the podcast, Matt, what a weekend to look forward to at the end of the day. Absolutely unbelievable. It's going to be an unbelievable 24 hours. Yeah, and, and- look... We have we have the um, we have the relatives of the um, earlier in the day on Sunday. We have the relatives of the nineteen twenty one All Ireland winning team being honoured, and uh, uh, also during the the, the day and um, um, you, you probably saw it during the week where where um, Limerick GA have come up to um, with, with with the idea of making Sunday's final a very very special occasion, and there will be a number of side events. Um, there, the, the Liam McCarthy Cup will be there, um, and there'll be a chance for um, kids to get their photographs taken with the with the McCarthy Cup, and it, there, there will be a carnival atmosphere in the Gaelic grounds on on Sunday. And for the price of your ticket, you'll 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 be getting more than a good hurling match. And um, the nineteen ninety six team, who are so unlucky, will be introduced to the crowd at half time. So um, there's a lot of pageantry and and uh, and uh, a lot of side events, and um, it's it's going to be a special occasion. And and um, you know, we would exhort as many people as possible to turn up. The full ground, I presume, will be open on 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 Sunday to ensure as much social distancing as possible. But like it has worked very very well in the Gaelic ground so far in in in, in the competition, Jack. And um, like like there was a very 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 healthy crowd at the at the at the two semi-finals. Um, I, I'm hearing to the there's a crowd nearly of record proportions. So. Um, you know, Sunday is going to be a very, very special day. I don't know if there's going to be fa- face painting. Do you want to get your face painted, Jack? I will, sure. If, if it's going, I'll get my face painted. Um, I, might, I, I might win for it myself to be an improvement, you know. But um, <laughs> no, but seriously, there, 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 there is the, the, the Lee McCarthy Cup is going to be there. And it's, it's, it's going to be about the kids like, and, and make it a special occasion and a memorable occasion for them. 
Yeah, and the Limerick, the Limerick Senior Hurling final is always a memorable, memorable occasion. And this one is probably that bit more special because we'll have we'll have more. I think there was only two hundred last year's final, and we'll have we'll have twenty times, if not fifty times, that amount there um, mm. this weekend, which is which is brilliant to see. So, um, episode one hundred, I think sixty. This episode was Matt is in the books. Um, a special on all the hurling. Look again, huge thanks to you, Matt, and I'll see you on Saturday in Newcastle for the first of our three county finals, Effin versus Croke in Newcastle Saturday at two o'clock. Mungus St Paul's versus Capamore in the intermediate primary intermediate final Sunday at half one, and then the big one, the Limerick Senior Hurling Championship final on Sunday. Kilmalik Patrick's well in the Kelly Crowns at quarter to four. So until then, Matt, thanks very much, and we'll talk soon. You're welcome, Jack. The impression again we get old with what you put in it's like a walk of life if you're good enough go and get it no more about it but not so much control in the centre of the field from Kilkenny as Richie Bennett sends it high and over the bar your mother sends you down to the shop for a pound worth of goods and she gives you 50 pence you can't get the pounds worth of goods can you just about kept in oh well Charlie Buckley to do that to Tomas O'Shea he deserves to score from here one of the highlights of the second game Limerick went out there from the war court today. No more about them. They made all the run. That was it. Put the ball over the barrel. The fact of it, and that's it. No ifs, no buts. Is there much time left? We have a couple of injuries. Here comes Kieran Curry. Curry leading the charge of the right brigade. 45 minutes out. He's a chance to score. He's put it in the middle. There's no sympathy in this game for anybody.